Hello, hello, OdaFest listeners. I'm Angelo, and I'm here with Nancy and Jay on another shiny and chrome episode of the OdaFest podcast. It's cold outside. Makes me sad. It is cold. Why would it do such a thing? Who who asked for this? Cold atmospherically, it is windy, which is the worst form of cold that we get. It just eats right through you. I wholeheartedly agree. This is And the true. worst part before that was that we were at almost 20 degrees for a couple of days. It was so nice last week. It was so nice. I went for a bike ride. Bike rides are good. Friday was 21 degrees at lunch. It was so nice. But it was also kind of windy then, but it was Chinook winds. And now we have mm-hmm. non-Chinook winds. Darn Bad you times. northerly winds! You know, I always want to say what the weather is, and you guys are all like, that's an old man topic. And it's I'm true. like, okay, okay. And now you guys are the ones who brought up the weather this time. Oh, I have never said that weather is an old man. Like, I use it all the time at work because I honestly find weather in Calgary to be a very interesting phenomenon. I mean, I I just want to say that's like, hey, it's actually great out for once. Oh, my God. The roads aren't a hockey rink. Mm, Very true. Very true. Very true. Before we get too far ahead, though, we do have some things. If you have some extra things that need a loving home and want to feel great about it in the process, we will auction off some of the wonderful pieces that you've submitted to us. Your items will experience a brand new journey with a new owner while benefiting Odafest's 2022 Selected Charity, Skipping Stone Foundation. Submit your items here at odafest.com auction. Skipping Stone connects trans and gender diverse youth, adults, and families with comprehensive and low barrier access to the support they need and deserve. Skipping Stone was founded in 2016 with the goal of providing positive and affirming opportunities through providing scholarships and community building events. Since then, they have grown to act as a system and services guide, assisting the youths and families in accessing supports and navigating the system, including healthcare, education, and social services. You can support Skipping Stone by participating in our charity offerings at Odafest 2022. The Charity Auction, The Maid Cafe, The Gunpla Hangar Events, Angel Passes, The Sketch Drive, donation collection jars, and so much more. Visit Skipping Stone at skippingstone.ca. Speaking of uh, angel passes, we just sold out of them this past weekend. Yeah. That's wonderful. Mm. That's really good. A great value for anyone who wants to support OdaFest, support our charities, support all of our initiatives, and they get some benefits in return. So good for everyone. And honestly, the charity auction, it's really great. I was at actually at a, a friend's house earlier this year, one of the, the first social interactions, the first IRL social interactions in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just had a giant pile of anime and game stuff that she just didn't want anymore. She was like, hey, uh, do you guys want any of this stuff? And I was like, I was digging through it. I found some pretty cool <laughs> stuff for myself. Let's be. Re- I found I found a giant uh, a pile of cloud cards from Cardcaptor Sakura. Oh my so god! I got myself a do da 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 mug, and 
Dia was like, wait a minute, if you don't want any of this stuff, uh, we can we can get it into the Odafest auction. And mm-hmm. our friend was like, wait a minute, you're right. A lot of this would be great for that. Yeah. And so we we got a big box of stuff to go to the Odafest auction. It was pretty good. Very nice, very nice. Just to be totally clear as well about the auction. So in a typical year, we would have a charity auction and a non-charity auction. Non-charity auction would see some of the <clears throat> proceeds go back to you um, as the owner or the pri- uh, previous owner. But uh, this year, just because we're running on a two-day schedule, we have a little bit less time to be doing everything. So, But we still want to do an auction, so we felt that the auction should benefit our charities and other initiatives instead. So hopefully people are okay with that. I mean, I think generally speaking, you know, sometimes while people would be like, it's nice to make some money on your own things, but sometimes you just really do have a lot of stuff where you're like, I really don't need it anymore. And if I'm only going to get, I don't know, maybe 20 bucks out of it, 30 bucks, like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a little bit of like lunch money, I guess, but you could make a real difference, you know, donating it to a local charity. So yeah, um, just make sure you get those items in and we would really, really appreciate it. Um, I know a lot of staff members are also putting their items in. Like we just, you know, we things accumulate um, and we sort of, uh, through osmosis, seem to gain more things than we ever need, right? So Honestly, things um, just show up at my door. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I was just chilling out. <laughs> I was just chilling out the other day. And Canada Post stopped by and was like, oh, here's a box. And I was like, oh, what's this? It has my name on it. <laughs> I opened it up and it was a Helltaker Android. Okay. When did you get that? <laughs> uh, so I pre-ordered it last year sometime. I completely Jesus forgot about sorry. it. I completely <laughs> forgot about it. And uh, I remember getting uh, emails about the pre-order being delayed because of things. And you were just like, whatever. I was like, whatever. Right? Okay. And yeah. uh, it just showed up, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this. I didn't even realize it was shipped. How wonderful. <laughs> and so just another Nendroid added to the Detolf. Oh, it's no. just uh, you are sending gifts to yourself from the past. Exactly. Yes. Past Angelo's like, he could really use this in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I have know one more good smile pre-order coming. I have no Please. idea when. But I think I have one more. I feel like you should be posting pics of this. Yeah, update us when you get them. Okay. I think a really, sort of in the same vein, but like probably a really good source of like things that you get and like, you know, you could donate or give away or stuff like that. When you get like, when you have a favorite series and sometimes you buy like the first edition of something that kind of comes out, but later on that comes out like a really nice collector's edition and you get that one, but then you now have like the old DVD or Blu-ray or books that you used to have. And you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Cause there's not a lot of reason in having two sets unless you just want one as a display set, but not a lot of people do that. One to read and then one to keep. Duh. Uh, honestly, I, I do not subscribe by that. By I that don't philosophy. either. I get one of the thing and I use the hell out of it. I get my one. You, of the no thing one has and enough I room. Try really hard not to get it uh, too dinged up or too grubby. And even then, uh, even if it gets a little grubby from all your hand oils, it's just a sign that it has been deeply loved. And like books that have 
some some wear and tear. It's like someone really, really read through this like a hundred times, and they loved it every time. Exactly, it is the nice feeling. It is. It really is. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, so. What, when it comes to manga, you usually have, like, the, the, the manga cover to go off of. Usually on the back of the book, there's, like, the plot synopses. And uh, one thing that I've, I've consistently found, for seasonal anime, we also get these plot synopses. We usually talk about them on the podcast every season. It seems to me the show is with the most outlandish, weird, or sometimes poorly written synopses that are so basic hide really great shows like uh, if anyone's been listening for a long time when we read the plot synopsis for Jujutsu Kaisen I was like what what finger licking business is this plot synopsis I will not have it I will not and then it turned into one of my favorite anime that season Mm -hmm. so the spring season just started and there is one show that I was based on the plot synopsis I was like I'm not watching this i what the hell is it? So, Papirikome, it is uh, a show where Zhugliang uh, gets reverse isekai'd to modern-day Shibuya. What? Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm parsing those words. What? Zhugliang gets reverse isekai'd, so, you know, your isekai protagonist dies, and they go to another world. His other world comes back to was modern day Japan. Shibuya, Japan. Hmm. Okay. And so it's time for him to party. That that was basically what the plot synopsis was. I can only think that like the modern actual equivalent of some like culture shock level of that kind of thing is when a prisoner is released after like twenty years. As close as you can. And, as especially in the last like 20, 30, 40 years kind of thing, because technology's taken a great jump in the last 40 years, that if you were incarcerated in 1990, but you came out in 2010, imagine how much stuff has changed. Oh, yeah. yeah you're, you're not wrong. But that's oh, about yeah. as close right? as you can get to an isekai experience uh Within our human <laughs> lifespans, right? I was going to say, like, do not do this at home. Do not try to experience isekai, but getting incarcerated <laughs> for a crime for 25 years He's and then down. coming out after being released and being like, this is an isekai. Oh, no. <laughs> Imagine, you know what? Someone right now, someone who went uh, went away for like 20 years right now, they would get out of jail and be like, what the hell? All the cars are electric. I can't even buy a gas car anymore. What's going on? But uh, so that's that's the premise. And based on that premise, would you watch this show? I mean, um, okay, we're talking about Zhuge Liang, the the famous historical tactician. Exactly that Zhuge Liang. I mean, I love Zhuge Liang. Okay, okay, that's very fair. He makes an appearance in Iron Widow, and I'm just like, oh. Oh, I I suddenly love this book way more now. But it's like, hmm. I don't like isekais, so the answer is generally no. I think the last isekai I truly watched was Inuyasha. I don't mind isekai if it's a good show. Good show, old chap. Two episodes have come out, 
And Jay, what if I told you it's shaping up to be a music anime? Oh my, what? How dare you use my weaknesses against me? <laughs> Are you serious? A music anime? How dare you? With Use my interests in a way that would entice me. <laughs> so this girl who works at a bar something that I don't uh, ends, up, ends up helping him out. Uh-huh. And he's what's, like, what's the name? Oh, what's the name of this again? Uh, the anime? Yeah. Papirikome. Uh, I think it's uh, anglicized as ya boy Kome. Jay furiously scribbles I this down. I hate that even more. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. I hate that so much. So. Ya boy so, Kong Ming. Exactly. And uh, so the girl who helps oh him out. Oh, my God. Wants to be a singer. And so he's like, I am your tactician. I will get you to that will- big stage. I will be no. your manager, son. No, 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 no. The synopsis from my anime list says, General of the Three Kingdoms. There it is. Kong Mei had struggled his whole life, facing countless battles that made him into the accomplished strategist he was. So on his deathbed, he wished only to be reborn into a peaceful world and was sent straight to modern-day Party Central Tokyo. Oh, my God. Can even a brilliant strategist like Kong Min adapt to the wild beats and even wilder party people? Seriously, based on that synopsis, I never would have watched this. Nope. I I probably wouldn't have either. And then... But now I am intensely And then I watched the opening. I watched the opening, and I was immediately hooked. The music was amazing. The style was amazing. The animation was so good. Like, it it immediately hyped me up for it. And then me and Dio, we watched the first two episodes last night. And we're, we're in episode two. I'm hooked. I love it. Ya boy, he, Komei is best boy. You're naming him best boy of the season already? Yes. Oh, my God. And I mean... He's a brilliant military strategist. How could he not be the best? Exactly. Exactly. He is a historically celebrated tactician. (laughs) I'm not surprised that would lend itself to being a good manager, I guess. So many of the characters introduced. There's there's only about, like, your two main characters, uh, Komei and the girl... And uh, there's some side characters that have been introduced so far. And the, the animation is on point. The character drama between them is on point. There's like a budding bromance between like Komei and, and the bar manager. And it's just, it's so fun. It's so fun already. Is it wholesome fun or is it like adrenaline fueled fun? Wholesome fun. Oh my God, no. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Having a watch party after this, okay. <laughs> For all of you fake Grand Order fans who are like, ah, Zhu Liang, but he doesn't look like Waver. What's going on here? In the in in the second episode, he uses he uses his noble phantasm to get a bar absolutely bumping, to get the stage filled, to get the crowd jumping. So like if if you like uh, Three Kingdoms. If you like Waver from Fate Go, if you are a Zhugliang stan, watch this. Or if you hate Isekai but like music anime, watch it anyway. 
Like, it's it's so good. It's so good. You know, I honestly didn't see uh, the the exact blend of these specific anime tropes. Did not see that coming. Honestly, I didn't even realize before that uh, PA Works was the studio behind it. And while while you can't say that something is definitely going to be good just based on the studio, it is PA Works. That's big. I want to wax poetic on something here. Go for it. So I don't know if you've ever heard the saying. It's not a saying, but it's like this concept, which is like, there are two times that people die. The first is their actual death. And then the second time is when their name is said for the last time. It's the idea that, you know, the memory carries on, right? Kong Ming is an actual person. He was an actual person. But I highly doubt <laughs> that in his memory, you know, how, how let's see, how long ago did Kong Ming live? Many years ago. But I highly, highly doubt that anyone would think that we would be adding to his legacy, if you would, his post-mortem legacy via isekai idol music anime and i am deeply disturbed (laughs) (laughs) the dude died 1800 years ago (laughs) and in his time he was very respected on the level of like uh 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 the art of war man (laughs) sun tzu sun tzu he was like that level of known and that level of renowned. And now <laughs> he is in an isekai anime. <laughs> I just want to point out that this I is great. think I don't remember if he was like fully deified, but he absolutely has shrines dedicated to his name. Yes, he has. He has like uh, um, places of honor, if you would. Yes. But, like, I don't think he was fully deified in the same way that, like, Guan Yu was. But, no, no. But that, that's, like, a very significant level of cultural and historical impact. That. It's, like, it's one thing if he's in sort of, like, Dynasty Warrior games, you know, or anything that was... Like Total War, I think he's in one of the Total War games because they have a Three Kingdoms uh, branch off. Samurai Warriors. But what they've Dynasty done with Warriors. this? <laughs> I am. I mean, I don't. I don't care from a cultural standpoint. I don't think this is like like stupid necessarily. I just think it's hilarious. It is a <laughs> very like it's a twist no I did way, not see coming. There's no way anyone could have known. There's no way that he could have known. <laughs> that anime would One become day, a huge art form and then he I'll would become be an anime featuring prominently in it specifically in an isek- like reverse isekai trope uh, mm-hmm. I mean there's no way he could have expected an anime about him but no. way back in the day and while I am kind of thinking of this from like a, a medieval European sort of point of view like they were always like yeah do great things. Bards will sing about you for for generations. I I, I feel like they could have uh, thought 
that people would be telling their story forever or something of that nature. They they could have had the foresight to understand that, but it is something that I don't think they could have ever foreseen that they would have become no. a, a, a character almost like King Arthur, where it's less about the, the historical person and more about the, the features of that person being adapted to a new characterization. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just yeah. so, so good of a show, though. <laughs> I, I don't have much to say about it. What I do have to uh, say is, please, please listen to our next sponsor. If you miss Japan or want to go but haven't had the chance yet, come to Oomomo to get a feel of Japan. Oomomo is a nationwide Japanese lifestyle store carrying over 25,000 different products at affordable prices. You can find Japanese snacks, stationery, beauty and cosmetics, ceramics, cookware, electronics, toys, which are all imported from Japan. We're happy to have a booth in OdaFest this year and we'll offer a free Oomomo tote bag when you spend $20 or more at our booth. Please check out our unique and fun products at oomomostore.com or at our Calgary location in Pacific Place Mall. We hope to see you there. Thank you again to Umomo for sponsoring OdaFest this year. Um, they have a lot of cool stuff. Check them out over at Pacific Place Mall. It's kind of close to like Marlboro area. Uh, I've been yeah. there before. It is such a nice store. Like I have thrown I- so much money at them. They have so much <laughs> nice stuff in there. Like I've bought... Dishes, cups, uh, teapot, random kitchen things like gadgets that I didn't think I needed mm-hmm. but absolutely needed. The first time I went there was to get a, a birthday gift for Dio. I wanted to get Aww. her a Donabe for Hot Pot. And uh, they were they were one of the places uh, here in Calgary that that carried them. And I was like, oh, I know where that is. I'll, I'll go check it out. And I found what I was looking for within five minutes. But mm-hmm. I spent a solid, like, hour just browsing everything in the store because it was just so interesting. I took my cousin there, and same thing happened. It was like, oh, I just need to, you know, look for, like, Tupperware containers. She did come out of there with, like, 20 Tupperware containers, but she also picked up, like... $600 later. <laughs> Honestly, it feels like that. Mm-hmm. It really does. But it's does. not that they're expensive, either. Like, no. they're actually fairly inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Very affordable Very well kind priced. of stuff. They're a little, they're a step above from, um, what's the sort of, uh, like Japanese, um, um, sort of dollar store. Are you thinking Miniso? Yeah. The Daisos and Minisos, they're a little, they're, they're a step above of that. Mm-hmm. I would definitely still say they're a step affordable. above. Oh, yeah. But no, yeah. it's, it's, it's absolutely affordable. And they have snacks. Don't think that you can't afford things in there. I would absolutely say go in, look around. It's really it's really fun. I enjoyed going there. I need to go there again sometime. Yeah, and if anyone out there uh, has a <clears throat> particular love for stationery, they have a huge stationery corner. I've never heard of it. I must never bring Dio there. <laughs> she will, she we will have to know. stop by Ikea on the way home to get a new piece of furniture to store all the stationery. They also have furniture there. Interestingly enough, like it's always the really easily collapsible stuff. 
Oh. That they do have furniture there. Ah. So they, you could even get your storage solution at Umomo mm-hmm. for all the stuff you need to buy from Umomo. It oh my God. It actually is a one-stop shop. They've got you. They can even satisfy your, your random sweet tooth while you're standing in line waiting to pay because it's right next to the snack section. Oh, absolutely. They know exactly what they're doing with that. Oh, it's so good. I picked up uh, a whole bunch of um, instant noodles from there, and they were all good. Nice. There was not a single one that I didn't like. Nice. I'm looking at their at their kitchenware. I, sometimes <laughs> I like going to those stores and just grabbing things Browsing. that look interesting and then testing them out. Mm. Like when it comes to uh, a lot of like instant noodles that I mm-hmm. haven't had otherwise, it's great to just test them out. But uh, speaking of testing things, a little while ago, uh, the Gundam Evolution beta test started and you could Mm. opt in. It's a closed beta, but you could opt in on Steam. And so on a whim, I was just like, yeah, I'll opt in. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. And uh, so last night I finally gave it a go. I finally tried playing. That's the like uh, Overwatch meets Gundam game, right? It is... So Overwatch that it's not even funny. Oh. Uh, your, okay. Your your base one one of the main characters uh, is the Pale Rider, Pale Rider mobile suit, and their kit is almost identical to Soldier seventy six. Yeah. It was having that said, it does feel distinct enough that uh, I would say that it's not Overwatch. One of the cool things, one of the cool things is that. In Overwatch, a lot of the characters are very slow. In this game, mm. uh, just about every character has some court sort of dash. Uh, so the mobility is much higher than Overwatch, I would say. You have higher mobility across the board, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, at the same time, at the same time, one thing that I don't like so far, the kits of a lot of the different mobile suits seem unfocused. Mm. Like... Maybe it's because I'm thinking of this from an Overwatch perspective, whereas in Overwatch you have like specific characters that are tanks, specific characters that are DPS, specific characters that are support. And Mm -hmm. while their roles can blend a little bit, for the most part, a support will almost never do as much damage as a DPS character. Usually, Blizzard. Usually. And they won't tank as much damage as like a tank would usually blizzard usually usually uh, so whereas in in the in uh Gundam Evolution they don't really seem to have that much of a of a difference between them uh like Pale Rider as a uh they they seem from what I played I played about 3 hours yesterday they seem to be the mo- the closest to like a support role but having that said, they're like Soldier 76. They have like that healing grenade that he has. And that is one of the largest support things that you can do. Uh, there's like the Gundam and one of the 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 GM models, the the mobile suit models that have a shield. They seem to be the closest thing to a tank, but the regular mm-hmm. health pool is actually pretty low. Uh one of the coolest things is uh the Dom. The, the the Xeon Dom mobile suit. Ah, oh, your your regular movement feels like you're on ice skates, and it's just 
so cool. But you get the dash on top of that. You get this big ass rocket launcher. You get a uh, a, a laser on your your right click. But then you've also got an, uh, another ability that just gives some shields, like some shields mm. to anyone in front of you. And so it's like, well, am I DPS? Am I am I supposed to be like defending with this character? Am I supposed to be supporting? And uh, if you think about what the character does, you can kind of push yourself into what role it should be doing. Your your characters, your units aren't pigeonholed into the mm-hmm. roles the way that mm-hmm. uh, that Overwatch currently has it. I'm not sure if I like it more or less than Overwatch. I haven't really come to a conclusion on that yet. Hmm. One thing that I would like to say about Overwatch is that the art style of the game is really nice. I love the mm. ways that all of the maps look. And so far, the 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 three maps I think that I've played in Gundam Evolution have felt very samey. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't have a fully a fully developed uh thoughts on the game yet. I don't I don't have a fully developed opinion on it, but I think it's neat. And I mean I love Gundam. So it, it feels pretty cool. I didn't know it was closed beta. I did just I was like I went on to Steam just now and I applied for it just to see I don't know. I uh, I'm not really into FPSs anymore, but I'm like it'd be a fun screw around, you know, just to hop on and play a couple rounds kind of thing. So it doesn't hurt necessarily. But yeah, Gundams are cool. FPSs can be fun. I can play as a character called Dom Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Dom Trooper is super good. It's it's one of the easier classes to play according to the game. And Or uh, I could play as Bastion. <laughs> Sorry, did I say Bastion? I meant Gun Tank. Uh, Gun Tank who actually... Is obviously not Bastion. Nothing like Bastion. Not at all. Really? Gun Tank's mobility is actually like Bastion. <laughs> sure. And their, their DPS output is actually pretty low. I couldn't Probably really figure ins- out what was going on with Gun Tank. Weird. Uh, I couldn't figure out what role they're supposed to be in. It feels like they're supposed to be in almost like a suppressing a suppressing fire type of role. <laughs> but I just... It was odd. It was really odd. My thing is, and I'm like... I sort of get it. And I... Like, if you've ever played any of like the Dynasty Warrior ones... um, Like... There's not that many uh, super recognizable main character uh, mobile suits I've noticed. But that's because I think, you know, they're usually associated with like being more powerful, having better stats. And then you don't necessarily want to have that because then you would introduce a lot of um, unbalance into your game. Like you don't necessarily want like a wing gundam or like uh uh i don't know lots of other ones that are just again piloted by your mains your your big protag boys yeah there's like uh there's a lot of the mobile suits that are like your your main character there's a lot of classic ones yeah and it doesn't feel like they're unbalanced in that way they're not trying to give you the story mode where the gundam is basically the plot armor and nothing can destroy it your gundams Mm -hmm. in this game aren't a raid boss Except they are for more Gundam Barbados. Of the, Gundam yeah, Barbados like, might be a raid boss. <laughs> but is he unbalanced? Uh it's actually a melee unit. 
But yeah. your boy zooms across the map, jumps up high into the air, and then just slams a spear down on you, stunning you. I see. Good God. It, is he is he Reinhardt? <laughs> I wish. I wish. But yeah, because he, at least then he, they'd like be he's slow. the most he's the second most recognizable behind or like third most recognizable behind like Zaku and then like Gundam RX seventy eight. But that's the thing. Like I played I played some of the the basic bitch units. Like I yeah. played Zaku, I played Gun Tank, and they mm-hmm. didn't feel unbalanced. It felt like I was still doing things. Uh mm-hmm. except the one thing, the one thing that really bothered me about the game is that there's basically no feedback when you get a kill. You get you get like a little message in the middle of the screen that says, "Oh, you killed someone. Good job." But there's mm-hmm. nothing auditory about it. There's nothing that 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 there's very little feedback other than that little message. So at one point I got like a 19 kill streak and I was like, wait a minute, I, I did anything. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't realize. Uh so it was Yeah. It was very hard to judge your own performance in the game. Hopefully they do something about that. But like my concern is sort of the marketability of it. Like, not that Gundam isn't marketable, but like I just don't know how they're gonna put in the very recognizable protag bots or, or or even antagonist bots you know like if you put in a tall geese isn't a tall geese like crazy built and like gonna be too cool for school amongst all the other minion type gundams that are going to be part of the roster apparently like you would think that i'm very but it confused didn't, it didn't feel like that hmm. yeah but they only have like it looks like 14 selections or so right now i don't know i don't know i'm sure they'll figure it out but i'm kind of like like they've got they got big boys like gundam barbados gundam exia along your your basic like zaku's your doms like the the kind of basic units that you don't really look twice at that are just cannon fodder for the series and despite that it still can feel good each of them have their own usefulness in fact uh I can't remember what their name is, but your basic, your basic mobile suit guy who has the shield and he can like, like use his little pew pew handgun laser. Uh, mm-hmm. I found him to be easier to use than than the Gundam, the 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 Gundam zero zero seven nine Gundam. He felt more useful than the titular protagonist of the entire franchise. Oh no. And just I'm because just saying that they're he like, can hold his he can hold his shield and shoot at the same time. Yeah, like a lot of the, a lot of the characters have their own uses that uh, they feel like they have a good role and a unique playstyle between them to the point where there shouldn't be power creep between them. I just I don't know that much about Gundams other than they are cool robots, but there's just a real power imbalance so i'll be interested to see what it's like in two years from now my That's only really where it's at. my one fear with this game is that because it probably only appeals to uh to gundam fans if they don't get wider appeal to people who want like a team-based shooter uh the the game will die that's my un my that's my doomer uh belief coming through about this game Mm, fair enough also i just doing some like 
googling about like what the most powerful gundams are apparently they do have one of the most powerful gundams in this in the series in the game already which is apparently it's called the turn a gundam oh yeah turn a gundam yeah turn a gundam is powered by an artificial black hole (laughs) yeah i felt uh i felt better using the dom than turn a gundam i don't know nancy i don't know enough about i don't know which storyline the turn a gundam comes from it's it's from apparently it is it is one of the most powerful gundams (laughs) ever made ever and it is in the game okay but it you know it looks like it has giant energy wings when it wants to fly and hover around yeah so that's pretty cool i i I didn't understand that's its ultimate that's its g maneuver as they call it i didn't really understand how it worked uh i couldn't really use it properly i wasn't really vibing with it all I know is that Turn A Gundam can heal itself. It has like a 10 shot laser rifle that you can also like charge. And uh, it can grapple people. You can run up to people and you can suplex them. <laughs> it's great. That's hilarious. That sounds fun. You can wow. suplex a Gundam as a giant mustachioed Gundam. It's, it's fantastic. 10 that, out of 10. That does sound fantastic. Powerful indeed. indeed. Yes. Indeed. Ah, uh, speaking of powerful, how about them drugs? <laughs> Please, Specifically no. the ones dentists use. <laughs> I'm trying the to get those segues down. I'm try- de- so recently, Ilya, my dog, my little Pomeranian. Your tiny, adorable Pomeranian with toasted ears. And 42 teeth. That had to go to the dentist. They were like, the, the, the vet was like, yeah, they got a tooth that needs to come out. Uh, so she got taken to the dentist and the dentist dentist calls and is like, yeah, so we did the x-rays. There's like 15 teeth that need to come out. Holy cow. When you, when, when the problem is 15 times worse than you believe it was. That's so awful. And now apparently with small breeds, this is a thing. And almost all of the teeth that came out were like her very front teeth. These really small teeth that she really doesn't use for anything. Oh, it's like she still has her canines. Oh. Uh, I think only oh one God. molar had to come what out. What is a canine without their canines? <laughs> so she's got all the teeth that she needs to chew her food and have fun. That's good. And it's just the 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 teeth that were so small, they were basically like sewing needles to begin with that, t- that came out. Oh, my God. The first day she came back, she was, she was on painkillers so strong that she was barely moving. Basically, you would just hug her pet her, hold her, and that was it. And we would give like her painkillers every single day. But holy cow, she was so affectionate during those days that no. normally, so so she used to sleep with us all the time. Uh, but once she grew up and got sassy, she decided that the couch was her personal bed. Like, we have our bed, mom has a bed, so she needs her own bed. Oh. Well, that that that's obviously the way it has to happen. She decided, but mm. uh, when she was when she was on the painkillers and stuff, she would, on her own, just come up to our bed to hang out and sleep by the pillow. And it's like, oh my god, she's being so affectionate, so cute. We love you so much, Ilya. Uh, she's gotten better now, so she's gone back to sleeping on her own. Aww, poor so uh, you win some, you lose some, but she lost fifteen. So, yep, I didn't lose any teeth, though. I went to the dentist on Wednesday, and oh, uh, so it's been a long time 
since I've had to have fillings done. So it was sort of a similar oh, no. situation where like they do their annual x-ray and they look at it and they're like, mm, mm-hmm. there's a couple spots we should watch out for. Mm. And then this year it was, yeah, we've been watching these for like years now. And I think it's finally getting to a time where we should really preempt these from turning into actual cavities. So I went in for some cavities to get done. And I'd forgotten just how big those giant needles are that they put oh, in your no. mouth, into your jaw. They're, they're oh, big. Oh, no. They're big. Like, you feel this thing just, go like, sliding in. You're like, this is, you can stop now. No, you can stop now. You can stop now. Oh. Yeah, I do, I do not look. I don't yeah. know what they look like because I know I don't want to see them. I mean... Uh, there's only so much you can do when you're laying there and having dental work done. So it's like, yay, you provided me a television. Mm-hmm. It it was Food Network, which was possibly the worst thing I could have been watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, like, you're showing me all the things I won't be able to eat after you take out all of my teeth. Well, thankfully I didn't have any teeth taken out. It was just like they had to sand off essentially like a whole bunch of enamel that was going anyway and then they patched over it so it wasn't bad it was just a long time of sitting there unable to move because you don't want to accidentally move something when they're doing something in there with let me just jam my tongue into this drill yeah i have i have two questions for you real quick okay first of all do both of you still have your wisdom teeth i had mine taken out so Angela has his, but you have yours taken out. I was a mutant. I only had three wisdom teeth, and only one of them had grown roots. So the other two were actually just like little pearls that they took out of my gums. Ah. Oh, you should have kept them. Uh, <laughs> I I have two, but they're like, they're all like they're all rooted, and I, I never had to take them out because I have the large mouth. The so. large mouth. I have a tiny, tiny N- mouth. Number th- uh, number two question uh-huh. is. Has the dentist ever given you the suction tool? Oh, oh like yeah. For to us use to on hold? your own mouth? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was like, is this like a common thing? Uh, it <laughs> is common, if they're going to be too busy to watch for it. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm not getting paid here. Do you know how much <laughs> dentistry costs? You think I should be holding the suction thing? Excuse you, sir? Yeah, but I'd rather have control of the suction tool than accidentally choking on my own saliva. So I'm okay with it. Giving me some small modicum of control is way preferable to that. Okay. Mm. Quite frankly, I feel like the satisfaction of being able to use that tool, it, it, it taps into the same nerve as the satisfaction you get from like a power washer. <laughs> Well, in that case, you should make dental suction simulator because there's power wash simulator. There is a power wash simulator. It's true. Man, imagine dental simulator. That would be oh, great. Oh, no. Oh, oh but no. it's in the same vein as a surgeon simulator or whatever, you know, like where it's all kind of clumsy and like you got to tap open someone's cranium to get their brain out. Oh, you know, exactly. like how, how that is, but oh. like do it with teeth. You can, you can use pliers on some teeth to pull it out, but if you do it wrong, you just pull their whole jaw off. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Dislocate entire jaw. No. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think, I think the world needs that. Anyway. I'm sure that wouldn't exacerbate any existing, like, phobias that people have about dentistry. No, <laughs> <for> absolutely sure. <laughs> not. Ugh. 
I know you can't see me, but I'm cringing real hard. Uh, anyway, I didn't lose any teeth in this. I got a couple of teeth patched up. It was it was great, but I also walked away with a really sore jaw. And uh, I'm pretty sure that while I couldn't feel the right half of my whole face, I mm-hmm. probably bit my tongue because oh no god damn it has it been bothering me so i have done two long table reads this weekend with this mouth wound in me it sucks oh Mm -hmm. no i hate it extra hard as a voice actor than just like a person who works at their desk every day it just sucks (sighs) ah dentistry my favorite basically no one ever says that but hey we might be finally getting dental coverage on a universal basis in the Canadas. I don't really want to get into that, but that would be I'm nice because dentistry is something it. that you're really going to miss when you're retired and you don't have an employer that is covering your dental benefits. Quite frankly, like dental as preventative care uh, in a country like Canada, where if you let it get so bad that you have to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. The preventative care will actually save Canada as a whole money in so healthcare money. costs. Yeah, uh, just from a health perspective, a lot of um, different ailments start from uh, inadequate dental care. Yes. So I don't like I said I don't really want to get into that the whole discussion around I'm it. I'm not but qualified. Like, there to, is to have there, too many yeah, opinions on it. There is good reason to take care of your teeth. Just. Brush every day. All, all there is to it. Twice a day. In fact, I think I need to go brush my teeth right now. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> See you Thanks next for listening. Time.